It's 10 a.m. Wake up time! And you're listening to Utah's most listened to sports radio show. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Seven five twelve eighty. The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard. Hope you're all well. Thanks for making us part of your day. It is a Monday, which means we kick things off by going right out to the Smart Rain guest line and welcoming in BYU offensive lineman James Empey. Kind enough to join us. James, how are you? Hey, James. Doing good this morning. How you boys doing? Good. Doing great. Love hearing the positivity in your voice. I know uh, the loss is never easy. Kind of walk us through that. Uh, that's, uh, that, that, that's a big boy football team you guys played and uh, kind of shows where this team needs to be when they get into the into the Big 12. Yeah. yeah I mean, credit to Baylor. They, they came out ready to go. They, you know, had a good game plan and they did a lot of good things. And, um, you know, we came up short and, and uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to – to keep going and move on and, and get better this week. Uh, take us in the locker room after this game went final, James. What's the morale of the team? What was Kalani Sataki's message to the team? And how are you all feeling uh, kind of united as a team? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, locker room-wise, after a game and, you know, after a loss, you know, I mean, you, you've been there, Hans. It's, um, there's probably a lot of emotions, you know, lots of uh, – you know, um, how to describe it. Just like, you know, guys are bummed, but, you know, I think everybody's smart enough that, you know, we got to look at the film and get better and, 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 uh, kind of ride the highs and lows, you know what I mean? So I think, I think guys are in, in good spirits. I think we're, we're taking these opportunities to learn and get better. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we have to do to move forward. So just, you know, guys are bummed, but I think, I think we'll, um, you know, when we get to the facility today, we'll be ready to take a look at the tape, ready to learn what we need to learn and, and, and move forward. Cause you know, they, you can't, you can't take any time off. We, we got uh big games every week, especially this week. Um, you know, we're going up to Washington state there. They've uh, been doing good the last few weeks and, you know, they're a team that plays really hard. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta learn fast and we gotta move on and, and, and see what we can do to prepare for this week. So I know you can't, and uh, won't get into over spe- overly specific on injuries, but I guess overall, how are you feeling, and and how's the health of that offensive line? Um, you know, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling feeling healthy. Um, and you know, guys, guys that have been out, they're they're recovering well. We just, you know, we can't wait to have you know every, everybody back. Um, in terms of everybody that played, where you know bumps and bruises like like football does, but uh, you know, I I, I I uh, think everybody's doing all right, and you know, I I think we got the right people in the room. I think we got the right people in in the right spots, and and we just got to put it together. And you know, in, in terms of offensive line play, we we have a long ways to go, but um, you know, we we love the challenge, and and we're working our our butts off to get there. James, I know that that front takes a lot of pride in their ability to run up a, a football and and get some yards on the ground. I, I saw that Algier had 15 carries and. 
Lopini Katoa didn't have any carries, and the run game was really limited. Was was that um, a scheme? Did you guys go into this game thinking, well, we're going to try to go more through the air? Because Jaron Hall set a, a through-the-air record for himself, which was fantastic, 342 yards, but not a lot of ground yards. Was that kind of part of the scheme going into this game against Baylor? Well, Hans, like you said, we, we do take a lot of pride in that, and we, we definitely came up short this last uh, this last week. I, I think Baylor, they had a great plan, and they, they kept us, you know, kind of bottled up. They, they, they do a good job up front, and they got players that play hard, and they were just they – were, they were really schemed up, and we weren't executing enough to, to be able to, to run the ball. And, you know, that, that hurt us in the game. you got to be able to run the football better, and – um, but the the good thing, like the the positive is, is our receivers just played out of their minds, and and Darren was putting the ball where it needed to be, and we were able to move the ball in the air, and and you know that's that's exciting football. So you know we we need to get better at running the ball, but you know I was I was happy with the way our our receivers played and how Darren played, and um, you know we were still able to get the ball moving a little bit. Um, this despite the run, and so if we can if we can get the run game going again, I I think. Uh, you know, offensively, we'll we'll be in in better shape, and you know that's on us. We gotta we gotta get get our our um, you know get get back to work and and get things rolling again. So I know you'd been preparing for it all week, but was it still weird seeing uh, Coach Grimes and Coach Mateo over there on that other sideline? Um, I, I wouldn't say it was weird. It, it was good to see those guys. Um, you know, I'm I'm glad they're doing well. That's you know those are former coaches. That's that's you know, people in your life that, you know, have, have coached you up and made a difference. So it's, it's good to see them. Um, what wasn't weird at all. Uh, you know, glad that their team's doing good, but you know, we, we need to take a step in the, the right direction this week and, and get things rolling. You know, it, you were talking about um, the remaining schedule and you were talking about how just every week, it just seems like another challenge. And I was looking at how physical this season has been and all the teams that you guys have played, very, very difficult schedule to this point. And you have a bye week that's coming up in about four weeks, but it's still it's still a, a minute away. Um, how tough has it been to not have a, a bye week, or do you even think about that? I don't remember specifically thinking about it, James, but I'm looking at this season thinking, man, they could have really used a bye week maybe between Utah State and Boise State or at least Boise State and Baylor. How tough has that been to not have that week to recover? Yeah, you know, to to be honest, Hans, probably a lot like you, I I don't even um notice it all that much and, and you know, just from, from teammates and stuff, I don't I don't know if they do uh, as well because, you know, your your schedule's your schedule and, and you control what you control and, and so I think you just go week to week and and prepare your best to play the next game and try to respect everybody you play and and uh, and get things rolling. And in terms of bye, bye weeks, I mean, I, I can see how they you know they help a team with with rest and with you know recovery and, and getting people back and and all that stuff. But you know, I think I don't know if there's there's a lot of focus on that because we have this awesome fun schedule with great teams on it and uh you know we're just focused on on the next week you know it's interesting and i I really appreciate this mindset you have because you're not excuse guy you're not like hey you know we haven't had a bye week or the injuries have piled up or anything along those lines i mean it's 
It's just like, hey, look, we got some issues. We're going to fix it. We're going to get out there and we're going to stay positive and get our job done. Is that how you've been your whole life? Does that come from your dad? I mean, what's <laughs> where, where does that come from? Because it's really impressive. Uh, it, I, I'd say, it, you know, it probably comes from a lot of things, but it, especially in our culture, you know, with the BYU football team, we, we're all about love and learning and all about loving the challenge and, and finding ways to, to improve and get better. And, you know, there's no time to, to sit down and feel sorry for yourself, especially when you get to play, you know, a game. And, uh, you know, the, we get to play this game called football and it, uh, it gives back so much and, and you can't, you can't dwell on the past. You gotta, you gotta focus on what you're doing in the present and, and, uh, you know, respect the game and, and respect your opponent and just get back to work. And so, uh, you know, I'd say it's, it comes from the, the culture that we're trying to build here and uh, what we're trying to do. Well said, James. Very well said. So now you move into this Washington State game. You mentioned it briefly. Washington State has put together three wins, beating Cal, Oregon State, and Stanford last weekend. And they are in a really interesting situation where it's feeling like they're going to have a head coaching change. Um, at least, Scotty, that's how it felt this morning. I don't know if you've seen any up- updates on that. but I have not. It looks like Washington State might be having a coaching change, and they're going to be going through a lot of distracting stuff. But, but still, they're playing some very good football. James, what are you expecting from Washington State uh, as you guys travel to Pullman? Yeah, well, I, I just got done watching a couple of their games. Um, and I've, you know, watched some of the cut-ups they sent out to us. I've, I, I, like a lot of other people, have already gotten started on them. And, you know, just, just first impressions of that defense, I think I think they do a good job. I think they fly around. Um, I think they're, they're sound. Um, they're, and those guys play hard and, and get where they're supposed to be. I think they do, uh, you know, they, they play with a lot of movement. The guys are running around and playing fast. And, and uh, you know, they, they have a, a physical style to their to their place. So, you know, I think defensively they look pretty good up front and, you know, we'll definitely have, you know, our, our hands full this week. I think they're a good opponent and we got to work our butts off to, to get back in our groove and, and get going. So based on the no excuses, no complaints or anything along those lines, I kind of got the, I kind of imagine how you're going to answer this is in, in, <laughs> is in, it doesn't matter, but you played a few straight afternoon games. Uh, it was just announced that your game uh, coming up against Virginia, the Bronco Mendenhall game, will be at 8.15 p.m. So does that does that matter to you? Do you prefer uh, early afternoon games? Do you like nights underneath the, night games underneath the lights? Or does it not really matter to you what time you play? Well, I, the the short answer is I don't, I don't think it matters very much what time you play. I think you got to be ready no matter what because that's obviously something that you know you don't have any control over. Um, in my in my time here, we we've had a lot of night games, and so those are fun. But I think it's it's really fun to get you know with the sun out still out to to be able to play a football game and uh, you know just wake up and head straight to the stadium and be ready to go. So you know. Any any time is a good time for football. That's that's what I say. <laughs> there you go. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Just about any time, man. Any time you could throw some pads on and go out there and punch each other, it's it's a good time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you, what level of of confidence or energy have the Nakua brothers brought to the locker room? Oh man, those those guys are a blast, man. If if you could just hang out with them for. 20 minutes you'd you'd, uh 
you'd, you'd be smiling and have a great rest of your day. Those, those guys are awesome. They, they bring a lot of energy. They bring a lot of juice, both Samson and, and, uh, and Puka. And I mean, you saw how Puka played, uh, Saturday, man, that dude went off and, you know, it's exciting to see both of them playing so well. And I just, you know, I'm glad that they, you know, chose to come here together and, you know, it's just awesome to have them on our team. Who's uh, who are the leaders on this team? I mean, I think you probably consider yourself, but you know, when there's a little adversity, who are the guys speaking up and saying, "Okay, this is what we got to do to get things right." You know, there's there's a lot of guys, and I think I think you know credit credit to our team and credit to the coaches and and developing leaders. There's there's a lot of leaders on this team, and you know, a lot of people that that bring a lot of perspective and and leadership to to what we do. You know, um, Jaron and Baylor, they're great leaders. Tyler's a great leader. Um, you know, they're doing some good de- defensively. There's a whole bunch of guys, um, you know, ne- offensively. Neil, Neil's a great leader. You know, lots of people are, are able to to contribute, you know, a lot to what we're doing. And, you know, there's there's lots of guys on the D-line that speak up and, and voice up. And I think I think they've done a good job at, at trying to – you know, develop leaders and, and we've got guys that are just, you know, care a lot and, and, uh, you know, care a lot about the team, care a lot about what we're doing. And so you could look at a lot of guys that, you know, who's, who's a good leader and who's not. And, you know, those linebackers, they, they lead in their way and, you know, every, everybody does their part, I'd say. And, um, so, so yeah, that, that's lots of people, man. I, and I, and it's a credit to, to everybody. Hey, James, I'm just interested to kind of hear how a road trip goes for you guys as you guys get ready to head to Pullman and also allow these BYU football fans and college football fans that listen into the show kind of into how these road trips work. But you guys, essentially, you fly into Pullman um, the day before the game, correct? And then is it just – it's basically meetings and food. Is it still just a, a ton of, of meetings, film work, uh, walkthroughs, and food? Is there is there anything else that I'm really missing on these road trips for you guys as you go out? Yeah, so usually, usually we'll come into the facility early in the morning and get, you know, pre- prepare and have, you know, some meetings, some film – walkthroughs and and you know all that stuff so we'll come in and then we'll go straight to the airport hop on a plane and fly to where we're going and there's you know usually usually we have some time to chill and there's a little bit of football mixed in and then in the morning it's you know eat breakfast and then go go get some meetings prepare prepare and then you know uh, just depending on when the game is there'll be some time to relax and then you can prepare a little bit more personally you know watch a little bit of film and and do some of that and then you know you're just off to the race after that so it's um i think and by the way our our staff is is awesome all the people that you know help us with transport and you know the people that go early and set everything up for us um you know at the hotel and and all that stuff they they do such a good job and so i'd be remiss if i didn't you know give them credit because that's the stuff that nobody ever sees but you know it's Tra- traveling is a lot of fun. You you get a you know go out with your boys and hop on a plane and go play football. So you know that's interesting. Bring that up because it's one thing I didn't really appreciate until I started doing the Utah State stuff. Is 
the army of people that are needed to make a football team go. And oh, it's crazy. The trucks and the support staff and I mean it the is amount of work that the amount of work to, to put on one football game and get get you guys ready and get the equipment there and make sure the jerseys look good and, and, and everybody's ready to go so you guys can go out there and do your thing out on the field. I mean it's I'm glad you give him a shout out because I mean it, it takes an army to to get you guys playing football. Yeah, it, it sure does, and, and they do a great job, man. And and in all aspects, you know, be, the people we have on our our staff everywhere, they they do a great job, and and we're so blessed to have them. Well, James, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, look forward to catching up with you next week and go get that W against uh, Washington State. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Good have luck, you. James. There's the man himself, James Empey, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Well. You know, one of the toughest questions that I had to throw at him was the run game situation in this game. And it's kind of tough to go back and look at this BYU-Baylor game and see 67 yards rushing and have a – and it was was one of the first drives in the second half where Jaron Hall pulled the ball off of a uh, a zone read and took a keeper – 56 yards for a touchdown mm-hmm. to make it 17-14 at that point. And you take that 56 yards and you throw it into the mix and BYU still netted 67 yards on the ground. That's that's, a, it, that's, a, that's not good, Bob. It is almost breathtaking to think that BYU with Tyler Algier, Lapini Katoa, and Jaron Hall, a very good backfield, and an offensive line that has been praised for their ability to lock up, create seams, create lanes, get get upfield blocks, and potentially break some big ones, you know, BYU coming into this game, Scotty, was averaging nearly 170 yards a game on the ground. Averaging 170 yards on on the ground. It's not as much as people might have thought because you've got Tyler Algier in there and you're thinking, well, Tyler's a really good back. But they were averaging nearly 170 yards. We did talk about Baylor's rushing defense. They were giving up about 150 yards a game. But to come out of this game with 67 yards is one of the things I look at and think, it's just unacceptable. No. That, that can't work. It won't work. And I'm sure that everybody in that coaching staff meeting room and everybody in their position groups will look at this and say, we can't have this happen to us again. And I'm sure that Jeff Grimes helped – the Baylor defensive side put together some stuff to stop up rushing lanes and, and force BYU to, to pass the ball. And you saw some of those heaves up to Puka Nakua where he just got underneath it and got it because he wasn't bracketed. You didn't have a second safety up top. And you had some of those big passes down the field. So you know Baylor was bringing in run support, but it's still unacceptable. And and I... I I promise you, if I'm a coach and I'm listening to some idiot 
on the radio say, oh, that's unacceptable. In my mind, I'm thinking, hey, you know what's unacceptable is for you to think you know what Baylor was doing. I, I saw what Baylor was doing. I, I know that they came in to support run stop, and I know that they put together a very good defensive plan, but I still think that there is a responsibility to, to force it. And, and, and again, it's, well, oh, so you're going to force it into no openings? Well, we've seen BYU force into run stop. They've got big, powerful offensive linemen. Yeah. They can move the football on the ground. And, and I think that it really took the wind out of them. And I don't know what – I have not heard anything about Lopini Cato. I don't know if he wasn't available. And I, I don't know if Algier isn't feeling good. And those might be two reasons. Maybe your backs just weren't up for the task of really pounding the rock. But that that's a pretty brutal number, Scotty. Yeah, it's, it's no bueno, considering how good BYU had been running the football. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and we can get into this a little bit later on. I, I do want – and I always want to be careful about this because, you know, it's really easy for us to hop on the air and be like, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong. But I do want to get your thoughts as to whether or not BYU did abandon the run too soon. Okay. I um, Obviously, I think, yes. I feel like BYU could have continued to push the issue. That, that's That's how I feel. And I feel like by vacating it, I feel like it created a lot of drive issues, a lot of problems, not being able to get yourself into a second and manageable and then having multiple big down and distances and and just relying on that pass game. But yeah, I, I just don't think there's any way just looking at what Baylor was doing and looking at the flow of the game and looking at what BYU does well, I just don't think there's any way you only have 15 carries for your running back at BYU. Only 15 carries. Yeah. And what's really difficult is to swallow the pill on the other side where you had 38 carries between the two Baylor running backs. Abram Smith and Treston Ibner had a total of 38 carries and they ended up putting up 303 yards. Uh, about 200 and about 290 of that, 280 of that came from Smith and Ebner, the two running backs. The store up in Ogden? Yeah. Fine jewelry. Smith and Eb- Eb- <laughs> for, for <all>. Smith and <laughs> Ebner, country boy store. <laughs> we broadcast from there. Uh, we did once, yeah. And uh, got we, everything. We may have said some things, and we have not been invited back. <laughs> they found out you bought a. Uh, d- 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 that's not important. <laughs> that was twenty some odd years ago. But that's a really tough pill to swallow. And you started out the the uh, conversation with James Impey as, "Hey, uh, learned a lot about Big Twelve play." And Baylor came out and did to BYU what I really wish BYU could have done to Baylor. Yes. Yep. And then that's the other thing that frustrates me. 303 yards on the ground. And by the way, I've got listed here on my notes, I've got listed here four drives by Baylor that were as systematic. And these, these rushing, I know that Smith had a 38-yard run and Ebner had a 37-yard run, but outside of those runs... You know, you're talking eight, seven, ten, five, 
eight, and you're talking being in second and third multiple times, and then you're talking about BYU's defense being like, well, we got to stop this. And Baylor did a really good job of, of recognizing those coverages and saying, all right, we see what you're doing. I was impressed by Baylor, man. Yeah, I really was too. All right, Anz and Scotty, 1026. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. As uh, we're going to chat with our, our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical here in a moment. I did want to mention, too, Bohannon, the quarterback for Baylor, 18 of 28 for 231 yards. What's really tough to swallow is that Baylor put up 500 and 34 total yards. It's not like Baylor said, well, all we can do and all we're going to do is run. Baylor had some huge conversions. You know, they were 7 of 15 on third downs, and they were 2 of 4 on fourth downs. But that that 7 of 15, I think, largely came in the second half of that game when they really needed it. Joining us now, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical on a Monday. Andrew, how you doing? I'm and, doing well. How are you guys? Ah, uh, we're doing Fantastic, great. Fantastic, buddy. Man, it's good to hear your voice again. And I know there's a lot of guys out there that are excited to hear your voice because they've been waiting to make that phone call. Um, there's some guys struggling in the bedroom, and you're here to help them out. We are, and we have helped so many men. The worst thing you can do if you're struggling with ED, erectile dysfunction, is nothing. And 70% of men do nothing. Just kind of live with it. Wasatch Medical, we have a major medical breakthrough. The Cleveland Clinic, one of the largest hospitals in America, just tested our technology on men with erectile dysfunction. And here's what they said. Clinical and statistical increase in blood flow. That is so cool. It's treating the root cause problem of the ED. There's no chemicals involved. We're talking about better performance, more performance, and no more pills in the bedroom. 801-901-8000. That's the number to call right now. And uh, one thing we always love when you call in is that you uh, you make it worth the time, too. There's always a lot of free here. There is a lot of free. And more today, uh, if you're ready to treat the root cause problem of the erectile dysfunction, get the love life back to what it was. Give us a call. You'll meet with our MD free. Uh, he'll do a blood flow ultrasound free. You'll get the gift. I don't think I've ever heard of it failing. It produces immediate results in the bedroom. And if you're like so many men, a uh, little low on the tank, blood work and testosterone is totally free today as well. 801-901-8000. Make that phone call right now. 801-901-8000 right here on The Zone Sports Network.